Hello, I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. And I'm her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Heidi and I want to welcome you to Open to Hope Conversations, the podcast. We believe that the greatest gift you can give yourself after a loss is hope, using this moment to connect with others who have not only survived, but thrived. So let's get started. Welcome to the Open to Hope show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my daughter and co-host, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Well, Heidi, I love the mind-body connection. It's so important, and the connection between mind-body and grief and dealing with grief. And we have got a great person on the show today who's somebody you know, so why don't you introduce her? I do. Like you said, Mom, we're going to be talking about healing, grief, the mind-body connection. And our guest today is Brandy Hamlin, and Brandy is one of my former students, and she has been such an invaluable resource to me because I have got so many students now that want to know more about the mind-body connection, and they come and say, Heidi, what does it look like to do therapy, you know, and incorporate yoga and therapy? And I said, uh, I have the perfect person for you to talk to. So I keep referring students to Brandy, so she's been a great resource. She is a licensed clinical social worker and a holistic therapist. She's based in Rhode Island. Um, she is also a certified yoga instructor, and she began her own healing journey after losing her older brother, Brian. So welcome to the show, Brandy. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, Brandy, uh, Heidi was telling me I, I, uh, that you did lose your brother, Brian. My brother had a history of substance abuse. Um, he was in recovery actually when he passed away. So he was clean and sober and had been doing really well. So we actually have no idea. You don't have any idea how he passed away, um, which is hard to wrap your head around. How long ago was that? Six years ago. So were you uh, thinking, of, when were you in the School of Social Work? I graduated from the School of Social Work in 2012, and my brother passed away two years later. Oh, so you were already in the mental health area. That was why I was asking. I, I was wondering if you decided to go into it after your, um, you know, after your brother died. But you were already into that. How did that change your perspective after your brother died? And is that what got you into the mind-body connection? The mind-body connection is actually something that I had always very much been interested in. Um, I had received, gotten certified in my yoga teacher training um, actually the same year that my brother passed away. I had finished it up pretty soon um, prior to his passing. Um, so I always had the intention of bridging mental health and um, yoga as well. So that was something that I was already doing, but I think it absolutely just shifted my trajectory in um, my understanding, I think, of just you know what it really feels like to lose somebody so close to you in such a sudden way that there wasn't any way to really understand. Mm -hmm. so, so did you use yoga as a way to help yourself therapeutically, like to help yourself during the grief process? Was that important in your journey? It was. So for a while, my only goal was to get up and do yoga. Um, and I think, you know, now, of course, there's so much research out there on how trauma is stored in the body. Um, I don't know that that was on my radar at the time, um, but being on my mat and moving in that way, it was just something that felt grounding to me. So I think that was just something that 
truly was kind of my path to healing. I know you're really close to both your brothers, the one that died and the other one, because I'm on Facebook and I see all these great photos of you guys and you've talked about it a lot. So when Brian first died, were you doing yoga? Like how often were you doing yoga, would you say? Um, I was doing yoga almost every day. Okay. Because people are always asking me early on, what can I do to feel I am in such a desperate place, which you understand, what can I do early on to shift my energy? And it sounds like yoga can give you some relief, a little relief early on. I think it can absolutely just kind of, you know, shift what you're storing in your body as well. And to know that even though there's so much that we don't have control over, but I knew at the end of the day that I would be okay within me. And that was a really important thing for me to hold on to because everything else felt so out of my control. Um, so I think just having that space every day was very helpful for me. I think people yeah. have a misperception. I mean, they, they think I can't stand on my head. I can't do back bends. I don't know. I can't, I'm not limber. How could I possibly do yoga? And I always tell people if they can breathe, they can do yoga, right? You can sit on your mat, you can feel into your emotions and just be there and, you know, notice what it feels like when you move, right? That I think when we're really tuned in, there's so much that our bodies can tell us. And I don't think we can necessarily even notice when we're just moving from one thing to the next during the day. And you can even walk mindfully, right? Absolutely. And listening to the sounds around you and just, you know, really truly being present with what is. I think for me, there was a lot of panic, right? So losing somebody so suddenly and having no idea what happened brings up a lot of fear, right? And I know for me, I found myself with my hand on my heart a lot and then, you know, realized, oh, maybe that was a way that I was helping myself to ground too and just really kind of having an additional support in that sense that I was able to provide. So myself. even just putting your hand up mm -hmm. your heart that's a, and, and thinking about your breathing. Yeah, I like that. You could have said to yourself, I'm putting my hand on my heart because I'm afraid I'm gonna have a heart attack. Right. But you changed the thought around it. So for those that are having, having negative health thoughts or negative thoughts, to try to work with those in a more positive and adaptive way. Right. How do you combine the body work you do with the mind work that you do? Um, so I will say that it really varies, um, you know, client to client with how that works. Um, but, you know, one thing that I always do to start a session is to do some kind of grounding exercise. And I always teach a lot of breath work in that too. So. You know, people are tuning in, noticing what they physically feel in their bodies. And I think there's a lot of physical sensations sometimes that come up, or even when you're feeling nervous, right? And maybe there's that kind of butterfly feeling in the belly, or maybe you feel a lump in the throat or whatever it might be. There's a lot more that's often going on that's related to our emotions um, than we might realize. Um, so I'll definitely do that. And also again, teach people breathing exercises to just help to settle it too, noticing that connection, how when we calm the body in that way too, it calms our minds. I like this. So what is something that people can do at home along the lines of breathing? 
So one breathing exercise that I really love is um, square breathing. Mm -hmm. So you inhale for a count of four, hold the breath for four, exhale for four, then you hold the breath out for four. And, and so you can imagine kind of tracing the outline of a square mm. as you do that as well. Um, and so it's something that takes a lot of focus, right? And the counting also brings people out of their minds too, so that they're not thinking about, you know, whatever thoughts might have been swarming around prior to that, but they're really able to focus on the counting and the breathing. I just remember when my son was killed that I had the monkey mind Mm -hmm. And I, I really don't know if I could do right away within weeks or months or maybe a year that I could concentrate that much. Do you find that at all? I'll speak for myself in just knowing that there were many times that I was just sitting and listening to the sounds around me. That was something that I found very common or I would sit and think about my brother. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that was something that would give me comfort too. So it wasn't as though I was thinking that, okay, well, I can't think about anything and giving yourself permission to have whatever feelings come up and, or if, if other thoughts come up, that's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, I think when people have the idea that to meditate is just to not have any thoughts at all, that's really hard. And, you know, something that as humans, I think we just, that's a hard thing to strive for. Um, but I think being able to normalize that experience of knowing that, you know, thoughts will come and that's okay. And maybe you go with those or maybe you come back to the present. So Brandy, on a different note, what do you think the hardest thing is about losing a brother or a sibling? I think the responsibility. So for me, I saw, you know, sibling loss to me felt almost overlooked. Mm -hmm. um, I think that a lot of people focus on um, the parent-child loss and that, you know, what I was told a lot from other people was, well, make sure that you're watching out for your parents, mm -hmm. right? So there was a lot of responsibility, I think, that I felt in that way um, and almost as if my grief wasn't seen, mm -hmm. um, which I'm sure it was. Um, but that was kind of how it felt at that time was more just that it was almost like it was less of a loss as a sibling, um, which I absolutely recognize it's a different loss. Um, but I don't think one is, you know, greater or worse than the other. It's just different. Yeah, and, I, and I definitely agree with you. And it sounds like the responsibility, as you said, of, of making sure your parents were okay. Mm -hmm. Well, listen, Brandy, tell uh, people how they can get in touch with you for more information and, and maybe work with you on this mind-body connection. Sure. So I work at a practice in Rhode Island that's called the Holistic Heart. I love it. Um, and so I can be accessed through that site. Um, you can find us online or all of our social media as well. Um, it's holisticheartri.com. Great. Well, listen, thank you uh, so much for being on the show today and for all the mind-body connection and all the things you're doing to help people. Thanks so much for having me. We want to thank everybody for joining this show today. And Heidi always and I always want to remind you that if you've lost hope, please lean on ours until you find your own, and God bless. I'm Dr. Heidi Horsley. You have been listening to Open to Hope, the podcast. You can follow Open to Hope on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. 
To learn more, visit us at opentohope.com and go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe. I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. Join us again next week for another Open to Hope conversation where we invite you to lean on our hope until you find your own.